We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome into KCSN Update, your daily dose of news analysis, and all the Chiefs nuggets that you need here from us here at Kansas City Sports Network. I am Tucker Franklin here, and we go behind enemy lines on Thursdays. I, I like to do this. We're going behind the enemy lines of, for the Buffalo Bills. We've got Greg Thompson of Cover One, a fantastic uh, Buffalo Bills account network, really, uh, to go follow. I really love all of their stuff that they got going there from their football analysis. They do really good draft content, um, and they break down the teams all very well. Make sure to go check them out at Cover One. And Greg Thompson joins us, sits down with us to talk about his five things that he's watching for in this game. Really good conversation. Make sure to stick around all the way to the end. And make sure to like and subscribe to this video if you love this content or just really want some more Chiefs news and nuggets. We've got all kinds of stuff for you from podcasts from former players, film breakdowns, videos like these and analysis as well from the Kansas City Laboratory. Those guys breaking it down, uh, giving you their game reactions, giving you their game previews. You make sure to check those out. They go live every Monday, every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Central Daylight Time we're actually in right now. Uh, but we'll soon be in Central Standard Time on November the 3rd, I think that is. Uh, weird flex by me for knowing that. But anyway, let's get to the conversation. But before we get to that conversation, I've got to tell you about our presenting sponsor here at KCS and Update, DraftKings, good friend of ours. Love the folks at DraftKings. And as you guys know, the NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets you can get at DraftKings, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. I myself get involved in same-game parlays, getting those stepped-up same-game parlays. Had a 10-legger, almost hit, was just missing that Clyde touchdown last week. Almost had a 10-legger hit at plus 440. I got that boosted because of the stepped-up same-game parlays. I love to dabble in those, um, so I'll probably be doing that. And let's look ahead at the Chiefs matchup here. I've got some good stats nuggets uh, that you're going to want to take into this one. 
The Buffalo Bills favored by two and a half points as of now. Uh, Chiefs have won 10 of their last 11 home games. So go ahead and hammer that plus 115 money line. Another good stat if you're a Chiefs fan. They've covered the spread in six of their last seven games following a divisional game. Tweeted that one out. That's from our friends at DraftKings. Good stats that they provide here and good some fun facts. Last one I got for you. Five of the last six games between the Bills and Chiefs at Arrowhead have gone over the total points line. Overset at 54 points for this game. Can only imagine it's going to be a high-scoring showdown at Arrowhead. To make game, things even sweeter at DraftKings, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Here's what you got to do. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KCSN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Greg, thanks for hopping on joining us. Thinking about the Buffalo Bills, couldn't have thought of a better guy to ask and talk about the Buffalo Bills with. First off, how you doing, man? But Bills have been rolling. How how you guys been doing over at Cover One? Good, good. It's fun, man. Obviously, you guys know it, it's a lot more fun to cover good football <laughs> than, than it is to cover <laughs> depressingly bad football. So, yeah, this is great. It, it's uh, it, it's been a lot of fun to be able to see the team coming together. Finally, getting healthy. Got weird there for a minute with like sixteen people on the injury list. So, uh, certainly feeling better there. So, everything's coming together because I think what we all deserve this weekend is the showdown with the two best yep. teams in football like we all expect we talk about this a lot too it's like when the chiefs week one game against the cardinals cardinals were dealing with a lot of injuries Ertz, jj watt stuff like that it's no fun now now that the chiefs are yeah. good it's no fun to see teams have injuries you don't want to see the bills have any injuries and this has turned into quite the budding rivalry with mm. two teams that you know in in the in the early 2000s weren't the best um yeah. so that's what makes it so fun but between these two teams and if the a uh, quick story before we dive into what we're going to talk about. I was on a I was on a cruise after the draft, uh, and we met cool. some people from Buffalo. Um, and they're like, "Oh, I was like, oh yeah, you guys are from Buffalo." And they're like, "Yeah, we're, we're from Kansas City." And they're like, "Oh," and they didn't talk to us the rest of the time. Um, so it was one of <laughs> those things. Right. Yeah, right. it, it was fresh, you know. The thirteen <laughs> seconds game, the the divisional round was fresh. So um, <laughs> I'm curious, Greg, what's the what's the kind of the mood, the attitude in and around Buffalo for this game with like the fans? I know this is a highly anticipated matchup in Kansas City, but I'm curious what the people of Buffalo are are kind of feeling. Um, the same, obviously. Yeah. It, it's a mix because there's obviously anxiety. There's obviously yeah. a lot of stress. Um, a huge desire to want to win, but then kind of that weird feeling that both these teams are now in the position where, you know, how much the regular season wins really matter. Like it's like, okay. So the one piece that I think both teams know really matters is okay. Winning this game doesn't carry any weight. That's not going to matter when the playoffs come. However, winning this game can decide where we play that playoff matchup. Right. So I guess it does matter. So like that whole idea of, you know, the bills won in the regular season last week. That was great. It was, it was a very impressive win. It ultimately didn't matter, you know? So it's, it's that kind of thing where like, we're now past the point where they know they can win. So before there was like that hurdle of like, Hey, we know we're as good. We know, 
it's possible, but like, Hey, I need to see it to like, know that, Hey, we can really do this. They, they've kind of cleared that. Mm-hmm. Now they have that same feeling in the playoffs. Hey, we know we can win in the regular season, but it doesn't really matter until we see it in the playoffs. Um, so I think the big pressure is on our side. We want to see that game be in, in Orchard Park. We want to see that game right. be in Buffalo. We want to see that game with our, you know, there's not that many fan bases where we're actually intimidated by the difference of the home field advantage and the crowd noise. And we want that side. We want that choice on our side. So that whole stress adds to, you know, what is, I think it's not a hyperbole to say this is the biggest regular season matchup of the season. It is. Absolutely. And I think that it's very much the same for Chiefs fans. This this matchup has always been circled on the calendar ever since it came out. Uh, Chiefs have a historically tough schedule. It doesn't get any easier after playing the Bills. Um, and, you know, that's what you get for being the first place team. You got to play first place teams. That's what you got to do. You got to beat the best to be the best. But, uh, Greg, I kind of want to ask you, kind of get your thoughts. We've been doing this on Thursdays a couple weeks now where we get five things to watch from people who are really inside of, like, the other teams. Like, I could talk about the Bills all, all I want, but it won't mean anything because I don't cover the team on a daily basis. So I want to know, I want to get your five things to watch for in this matchup. Let's start with with the first thing you got your eye on. So um, a lot of them are going to be health-related, but it, yeah. it's going to start with, I think, so much time and energy and money was invested in this defensive line for Buffalo. Right. Um, we need to see, you know, not that not that Mahomes and the Chiefs were the sole reason, but you'd be lying to yourself if that's not a huge reason that they say, hey, we know we can go shot for shot with them. We know that we can score with them. We didn't have a guy that could get home and make the play when it really mattered in the, you know, in the end. And, um, you know, I, I think that there were, you know, plenty of other things that went into that weird second half with the Chi or with the, the Bengals, but ultimately it didn't hurt that Trey Hendrickson and those guys were getting home and being right. able to, to make a difference. So, um, my number one is, is the domino effect we've seen so far from Von Miller, uh, not only his direct impact of getting to the quarterback, but the attention he draws, the presence he's had with the other young defensive linemen, and everything else has rippled through there um, to you know what they've been able to produce from a sack total and pressures and, and pressure rate and pass rush win rate and all those metrics. Um, do we see that now in the game that matters? We know Casey's you know ramped up their offensive line. We've seen a pretty strong uh, presence there. Um, I think there's been some uh, challenges with speed rush, and I'm, I'm hopeful mm. that, that, that that's what we see, but that's my number one with the bullet. It's going to be very interesting because Von Miller, man, that guy's just a stud. He's been a thorn in the side of the Chiefs for a long time when he was with the Broncos, but now he goes to the Bills uh, to another talented defensive line. He might be one of the toughest passers, or the toughest passers, I'll say, um, that the Chiefs have faced so far. And they've seen some dudes. They've seen Khalil Mack. They've seen uh, Nick Bosa. They they saw a couple good guys uh, with, uh, you know, Max Crosby had a really good game against the Chiefs. Um, But I think that Von Miller might be the best pass rusher that they're going to see. Um, and and I'm in, I'm excited and nervous to see that matchup all all together. They did the Chiefs did a lot of things to kind of negate Max Crosby in the second half there, uh, putting I think Justin Watson did it a couple times where he came in. So you know 
Max Crosby had to line up a little bit wider. They, yeah. you know, used Jarek McKinnon on them because Jarek McKinnon's a very good pass pass blocking uh, back. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they negate that and how they do scheme it up because uh, I'm not sure. Does Vaughn move sides very much or does he really stay on one side? Um, he's moved way more than we've seen previously. So they, okay. they've kind of worked on one of the challenges has been playing on the left side is also Gregory Rousseau's best side. So they've kind of deferred to, Hey, Vaughn, you're the veteran. You're more capable of moving. So we're going to switch you around a little bit more, but every time Rousseau is off the field, Vaughn's over on the left side and they've even now started, which we hadn't seen at all. They've now started kicking Rousseau in and they've mm. rushed Miller and Rousseau from the same side with Rousseau at defensive tackle. And that's been like the length that that Rousseau has against the guard has been just gross. It's been really fun yeah. to see some of the yeah. creativity. And that's what I'm curious about. You talked about I certainly was watching very intently how they handled the combo of uh, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones and, oh, and yeah. different things like that. The Bills have been trying to do, I'd say, more similar to what we saw in that Eagles Super Bowl run where it's waves of defensive linemen like hey yeah. we have nine NFL caliber defensive linemen we're just going to keep throwing at you and like hey when you get tired of Daquan Jones and Ed Oliver don't worry we have Jordan Phillips and Tim Settle and hey when you're right when we take Von Miller off it's not quite as good as him but AJ Epinesa and Shaq Lawson been doing a nice yeah. job and that when you never have any moment where it's a genuine like rest period like we can just keep throwing guys at you then von miller on a 50 percent snap rate in the fourth quarter when the other guy's been going every single play mm-hmm. now we've really been seeing it and and that's why we're, we're seeing the numbers we are so i'm i'm curious how they handle it what ideas they have what creative things we see uh moving guys around they've moved the defensive ends in a lot in the the nascar package kind of idea um but we'll see where that goes yeah, it's uh, it's another good defensive line. This Chiefs offensive line is going up against. Didn't have a very good first half against the Raiders. Turned it around in the second half. So, uh, Greg, I'm curious. Number two, what you what you're looking at here? Maybe matchup, maybe players, health related. What do you what do you got? Uh, before I get into some of the specific ones, the next one flips right around to the other side. Um, obviously, it's how does that Chiefs defensive line go against the Bills front line? Um, you know, we're always in this weird position where Josh Allen solves everything like he you know he's able to just wave his magic wand and you know once again every single year you look at the pass rush pressure rate versus how many times he actually gets sacked and he just makes it okay and that don't get me wrong at some point am I nervous that that's gonna like pay some you know costs that add up yeah at some point I, I have a feeling we're headed more towards a Ben Roethlisberger ending than a Tom Brady ending, but mm-hmm. I'll deal with that in 15 years. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that when the time comes. Um, but you know, it, it's, he still has limitations. There's still yep. a limit and that um, we are much more healthy going in here, but that dolphins game was the reality. We got to a point where it was a third string center, a third string right guard and a third string right tackle and ultimately it was too much. They're just yeah. like, even with some of the weapons out there, there wasn't time to ever take any of the deep shots. And it was only, he could only do two, three steps, get the ball out, two, three steps, get the ball out. And it just, it really neutered where the offense was able to go. So 
one, I, I'm happy you guys know Mitch Morris well from from Mizzou. Oh, yeah. You guys know um, everything that's there. I'm I'm very pleased that he's back. That we have the healthy offensive line. But even with everybody healthy, it, it's not some amazing offensive line. So um, certainly curious. What do we see from Chris Jones? What do we see uh, Frank Clark? What, what do we see with everybody trying to? You know, I, I was actually a big fan of Saunders coming out in the draft, and <laughs> you know, fun. some fun fun guys like that kicking around. So I'm curious. I haven't had a lot of time to see Karloftis yet, and um, just you know, the couple of games I've broken down, getting ready for this week. I'm certainly you know impressed with, with what we've seen so far, and I think kind of similar to the way the Bills use Gregory Rousseau early on with using the size, using the length, using the power, and then starting to build on some of the technique and some of the the pass rush repertoire that comes over time. Um, but some of those things, I'm curious, uh, you know, Josh will solve a lot of it, but there's still mm-hmm. limitations and I need to see, can they give him enough time to take some of the shots? Absolutely. Chiefs dealing with an injury to Tershawn Horton towards ACL in that last game. Uh, so mm-hmm. they're going to be down a defensive lineman. Called up Taylor Stallworth on Wednesday. Um, big dude. That's a run-stopping dude right there. So you come, uh, you you take away kind of a pass-rushing interior guy and, and add an, an, a run-stopper more or less um, in there. So on the interior-wise, it's looking a little uh, thin when it comes to interior pass rushers. Um, not shocking. You know, Chris Jones is always going to be an interior pass rusher. But then you're looking at Derek Noddy, Colin Saunders, and now Taylor Stallworth that are all similar. I don't want to say they're the same, but they kind of have similar play styles on that defensive line. And, and George Goff, this high-motor guy, got his first sack against the Raiders, and it's really those second, third effort uh, plays that I think yep. George Koftis is going to be really good in. Um, and Frank Clark, dealing with a stomach issue, was out in the second half of that game against the Raiders. He's got uh, He's had chronic stomach issues, but uh, hope to see him healthy back out there. And, yeah, that's going to be – Gonna be a big one. That's what we talk about all the time with the Chiefs. Is if they can get home, man, their secondary is good enough. As if they can get home, uh, they'll they'll already are a pretty solid defense for how many rookies they got out there. But if they can they can do that, they'll be top top three. So uh, uh, let's talk about your third thing. You got your eye on what are you what are you looking at here, Greg? So this is the first individual matchup, and it's it's gonna be do they shadow uh, Sneed on Diggs? Uh, do mm. they stay uh, on the side if Diggs goes into the slot? Do they move in with him? Um, I think that we see Gabe Davis back healthy. Uh, I think that, you know, whether we, we kick out to, you know, uh, whether it's Watson, whether it's Fenton, I, I feel okay about Gabe Davis against either of those guys. Um, I think that they'll need a little bit of help there. It's all can Sneed really help on Diggs without a ton of extra shadow or bracket? Because if you have to use the bracket there, now you're causing problems. And I'm curious, do we see, you know, Belichick was always famous for that. Hey, what if you go the other way? What if you put Sneed on Davis and now give Fenton the bracket coverage on Diggs? Because if you're going to bracket anyways, maybe you could just do it with Fenton. Um, Mm. So I'm really curious. What are the choices there? It's I'm encouraged by some of the depth that the Bills have in the receiving core. I think we get Isaiah McKenzie back this week. Khalil Shakir showed out pretty well. I think we get Dawson Knox back. But, you know, ultimately, I I don't love any of those matchups with those guys in the slot. They'll be fine. Like, Josh will find them open here or there. But it's not one that I'm looking to, like, really maximize. And now, I you know, I don't think that, you know, Knox against Thornhill or Reed is a, a big you know, winning matchup for us. So um, ultimately it comes down to the bills have gone at it and said, listen, we don't care if it's Marlon Humphrey. We don't care if it's Xavier Jones. We don't care if it's Jalen Ramsey. 
best of luck. We're still going to throw it to Stefan Diggs. Um, so whoever KC throws out there, you know, they don't believe in shutting down Stefan Diggs. If it's one on one, they're going to say, yep, we'll bet on our guy and we'll throw it to him anyways. Um, so I'm really curious. How do they go about that? We saw they tilted so far the other way in the the playoff game that you obviously saw the crazy Gabe Davis game. So it's really hard for me to guess. Like, I don't think they're going to go quite that far again, again, this game. (laughs) Um, But it it worked on Diggs. Like Diggs had a really quiet game and that, you know, uh, Allen said, all right, if you're going to do that, we'll just have to trust the other guy. Um, So I'm curious. I'm curious where they go. And I'm, I'm, ultimately thinking that it, they're just going to roll the dice that um we can trust one-on-one everywhere else and just yeah. give help on the outside and that hey if you guys kill us with khalil shakir and dawson knox and isaiah mckenzie god bless you uh you know mm-hmm. that's what i would do that, that's what i would do if i, if I was yeah. facing the bills <laughs> and like all right fine i'm not giving up 98 <laughs> and 60 yard touchdowns to gabe davis you're, you're gonna have to get it somewhere else yeah. um so that, that i'm curious where that goes I'm telling you, watching that, watching that Steelers Bills game. That's the game we got in Kansas City uh, on the on the CBS feed, and seeing Gabe Davis catch those long touchdowns triggered some PTSD for some Chiefs fans uh, when it comes to defensive coverage. Um, and then seeing Devonte Adams, who top two receiver in the league, if not number one, uh, Devonte Adams torching Rashad Fenton a couple times, getting loose on some deep balls. There's sometimes there you just like watch that and you're like, I don't know what Rashad Fenton could have done. I mean, that's 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 the best receiver in the league. So um, going up against another, you know, two two great receivers in Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. You're right. I think that matchup on how the Chiefs do cover him is going to be interesting. How much does Spagnuolo blitz Snead? You know, Snead yeah. has been one of their I think he leads the team in sacks. So, like, how much is he going to get blitzed, right? Uh, How much is he going to get blitzed? Probably not a whole lot because he's going to be needing to cover, you know, Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis. So, a great, great point, great matchup to watch there. So, let's get to number four, Greg. What do you got? So, now we get into some of the other pieces. It's that, you know, just being shockingly reminded of it in the Raiders uh, game on Monday night. That crowd, it's just absurd. Um, it's awesome. I respect it. Like there are so few fan bases that I like put on the tier of the Bills Mafia and Bills fans. And it's awesome to watch Chiefs fans. It's just so cool. Um, so I, am really curious. Uh, the Bills haven't had that yet this year. Um, they've had road games, but the road games have been like in LA and in Miami and like, that's not real. Like (laughs) that's not like, I mean, they had a separate issue on the road in Miami because it was like 120 degrees down on the field. That was a whole separate thing. but like actual crowd noise and actual um you know what do you, you Josh audibles a lot like right. i'm just curious okay are they going to go hand signals are they going to go um different models there he adjusts a ton at the line of scrimmage so i'm really curious what are they doing to not lose that versatility and flexibility because you know, especially in critical downs, you know, you, you mm-hmm. get a little some, you'll get some things in on first down, you'll get some things in early on. They're not going to be, you know, losing their minds every single second, but any critical down, you're not going to be able to hear yourself think. So, what are you going to do? Um, and how do you handle that as it goes in? I'm really curious to see how they approach it and the you know, the ability for Josh to adjust at the line of scrimmage has been a big piece of this offense. And I'm curious how he and first time play caller Ken Dorsey handle that coming into this game, because the 
the timing of getting into it, you know, getting the call into his ear early enough before things ratchet all the way up is also critical. So just some of those mechanisms, I'm curious where they go. Yeah, it's, I don't, I think I've saw a lot of people tweet this. I don't know on the Monday night game after Carl Jeffers made the roughing the passer call. I don't know if I could have ever heard a crowd chant refs you suck so clearly through a broadcast like the 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 uh, the upset the disdain for uh what was going on in that game came through very clear on the espn broadcast um but no that's what uh, i i think i think chiefs fans bills fans have a respect in that regard of you know bills fans like to get after it chiefs fans get after it and they respect each other in that sense and yeah i I, I wish that, you know, that would be one of the road trips that I would kill to go on is to go to Orchard oh. Park up in Buffalo. Um, Same thing. I, go, I've never seen a game in KC and I, I want to do that yeah. someday. So it's, it's just, man, it's just one of those things where I want to th- jump through a table while it's on fire or something like that. Just do some <laughs> of the, some of the dumbest stuff. You get to tailgate in Kansas city, you get to smell the barbecue and it's uh, it's incredible. It's an incredible atmosphere. So, uh, all right, Greg, last thing, what are you, what are you looking at for this game? Um, you know, I, I think it's um, I am not one who put everything on at the foot of the coaches with the 13 seconds. Um, of course, they played a part in that, you know, but the players did too. Like, you know, it used so execution. There was a weird communication issue. You know, we at cover one, we have some connections around there, and the team has been very, very good. They're not throwing anybody under the bus, but you know. There's a reason that the uh, special teams coordinator uh, resigned the next day and all of a sudden works in Jacksonville. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of different things that went on there that I don't think were as simple as like just boneheaded coaching mistakes. There's a weird communication issue. Um, You know, they, they called a pop up kick and that it didn't get to Tyler Bass. And you see guys as they're running down the field on the coverage when they see it go out of the back of the end zone, you see two of them turn back and put their arms up going like that because the coverage team knew mm. that it was supposed to be a pop-up kick and a, not squib because they right. do the pop-up where it lands at like the five. Yeah. Um, huh. and things like that. So, But none of that matters unless we see flawless coaching execution in these games that we see really clean time management that we see really clean clock management and timeout usage uh, challenges, all those kinds of different things. Um, So ultimately what I care the most about is don't give more stupid ammo to the conspiracy theory guys and the people, you know, Sean McDermott just passed Marv Levy for the best winning percentage in franchise history. Like he's not on the, freaking hot seat settle down like he like it's the best coach we've had in 30 freaking years he's really really good settle down uh so ultimately all i care about is don't give more ammo to the yahoos uh that that are out there and just give me a clean coached game the same way andy reed was a great coach for the 20 years before he was finally (laughs) able to do it he just kept giving them time management weird things and ammo until he ultimately, you know, won it. And it's shown that, oh, yeah, he really was pretty great that whole time, too. But, um, you know, ultimately, it doesn't matter. To, until you pull yeah. it off, you yeah. keep giving him ammo. So just give me a clean game. Don't give any dumb crap to the yahoos that'll get in my mentions and tell me weird things about McDermott. Um, yeah. So that's the final one is just give me a clean coached game without anything weird. 
course. Um, wanted wanted to be cleanly officiated as well. I know oh, in Kansas yeah. City we are yeah. uh, still still a little sour about that uh, roughing the passer call, and then also I, the Raiders getting called for a holding on a, a defensive holding on a field goal is very odd. Like I can see the, where it happened, but just calling it is a, it's weird. So it, yeah, both of them were a, yes. really unnecessary egregious calls. Like mm-hmm. both of them, I can see someone try to argue with me that the letter of the law they technically were violations but neither of those were appropriate to throw a flag like i just don't understand the physics of what chris jones is supposed to do like how well it's it was right on par you know maybe the grady jarrett thing was a tiny bit worse i literally don't like you yeah you can't bring him to the ground any other way than what he did tom brady and like hey if i'm going to tackle you in midair i can't like roll off of you in the middle of the air like i don't know what i'm waiting for a, a defense lineman to pick a quarterback up and just look at the referee and be like are you going to blow the whistle or do i need to drop him like can you just stop the yeah. play is that good um so that kind of thing and then the same thing the, that holding thing was weird i mm-hmm. like i guess technically that's he was kind of but that was really ticky tack so yeah i would love for just like the playoff game that we forgot the refs existed. It was just right. awesome football back and forth, and the teams decided what was mm-hmm. going on. That's all I want. Just don't give either fan base some dumb excuse of why. Yeah, but if they hadn't have done just let the teams decide it. Let them play. Nobody wants to see your zebras run around the field. Yeah, I agree. I always like it when we don't know that they're there. That's yep. the best part about officials. Same thing with offensive line, defense, or offensive yeah. linemen. You don't talk about them. They did good. Had they a great said, game. <laughs> That's that's the bar that you should hold the officials to. Well, Greg, appreciate you hopping on, uh, talking a little bit of shop with me. Really appreciated uh, our conversation. Let people know where they can uh, find your work at. Absolutely. Uh, Come on over. Uh, You can find us on YouTube at uh, just search for cover one. You can find me on Twitter at Greg Thompson or our main handle at cover one. Um, You know, we we love everything you guys do at KC Sports Network. KCSN is very similar to what cover one is for for the Bills. So uh, love uh, what you guys have grown into and is independent network. And and we're doing the same kind of things with Buffalo. So uh, all kinds of things going on, a lot of excitement of what's out there. And, you know, ultimately, you know, this is the kind of thing where I look forward to talking to you guys for 15 more years. This is just going to be, <laughs> you know, we grew up with Brady and Manning and all the different things back and forth. And uh, that that's what Pat and Josh are going to be, man. It, it's going to yeah. be just fun, awesome football for a decade back and forth. And, um, you know, obviously I, I hope we start taking a couple more of, of them here. But, uh, yeah, I don't think either side's going to dominate this. It's going to be two great teams back and forth taking shots and throwing haymakers. And um, mm-hmm. that's what makes football great. It is. Well, Greg, thank you for hopping on. Listen, I got to say, if you're just a football fan, Go follow cover one. I like to watch your guys' stuff, just football breakdown wise. Doesn't have to, you know, take the Bills out of it. I know Chiefs fans kind of have some animosity towards the Bills. It's a rivalry now. Take the Bills stuff out of it. It's good football breakdown. If you're a football guy or a football guy's guy, you're gonna like to go and hang out and listen to Yeah, especially stuff, so. draft time, things like yes. that, you know, everything like that. Really good coverage across the board. Yes. So, Greg, once again, thank you for hopping on. Make sure to like and subscribe to this video uh, on our YouTube channel if you enjoy the content. And we'll always be back uh, with another daily YouTube video. If you're listening to this on the audio podcast, make sure to uh, give us a five-star rating and review. If you feel so inclined, we really appreciate it. So tomorrow, uh, BJ Kissel will be back with Trevor Sikama. They're going to be going over the three key matchups to watch in this game. I'll be back next Thursday to get you ready for next week's game. So until then, I'll talk to you later.